Hi, this is your host, Pete Bloom. Welcome to American Heroes Network. Our core mission is serving the brave men and women who have sacrificed to ensure our freedom. You will hear true stories from those that have served, learn about veteran organizations and resources, and gain hope for your future knowing American Heroes Network, your community, and other veterans are here and at the ready to serve and help you and your family. We will talk about the hard topics like PTSD and TBI. You will also hear military history, inspirational stories, learn about networking with the community, and more. So come join us and be part of our family. I originally met today's guest at a veteran event where I was speaking on a panel about veterans in transition. I learned how since moving to Tampa, he jumped right into engaging with the startup community to help Tampa grow and be even better. He's a serial entrepreneur, an Air Force veteran, and the education director for Catapult Lakeland. I would like to welcome Robert Blackledge. Robert, thank you for serving and how are you doing today? I'm doing great. You know, we're in the middle of a global pandemic, but it seems to be something where a lot of people are coming together around families and communities. So it's been really cool to be a part of that on the entrepreneur side of things. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, this is where technology is coming into play and letting us all still be together and communicate and still have a good time because I know it's a bad situation, but we got to do the best that we can to, to keep going, keep moving forward and to be positive and help others. So we just keep doing stuff like this so that we can continue that. We have a lot to talk about, especially with you being involved in so many things that veterans need to know. You really seem to be all about kind of reinventing yourself and taking a leap of faith in a new direction. So I'm really going to enjoy hearing your perspective today about things and some of the things that you've accomplished. I know there's Operation Startup, Biz Sprint, the Startup Bus, Tampa Bay Startup Week, and a lot more. But before we get into talking about all that, I'd really like to hear about the military. So can you first tell me about what you did in the military? Absolutely. To do that, I think we need to go back a little bit before I joined. So I had recently married my wife and we had moved to a new part of the country. We moved to Kentucky. And there, I really had the opportunity to do a little bit of soul seeking and really wasn't feeling fulfilled in the role that I was doing. It wasn't something I really was believing in. Had always had this drive in the back of my mind to serve my country. So the opportunity to join the military, this was right after 9-11. We had a lot of people signing up at that time. And so I took that jump and I was motivated to give back to my country. And when I went to the recruiter, it was about a year before most people were getting sent to basic. From the day that I walked into the recruiter to the day I was at basic was less than a month for me. So it was a little bit of a whirlwind experience getting thrown right into it. And then I spent almost a year in training alone between basic and tech training. I was a SATCOM, it's now RF transmission. So basically I maintained ground equipment for satellites that traveled around the world. And so that we could have that global communication. I was stationed in Offutt in Omaha, Nebraska, where there, to be honest, my favorite part of the whole experience was Honor Guard. So I got to spend six months honoring those who have served before us and helping their family put them to rest. So it was a really uh, inspiring moment for me to be able to be there at that point where we're thanking them for everything that they had done for our country. I did six years in uh, when my contract was up. I was at a point where I uh, was moving on with my life. I was in a graduate program for an MBA and uh, really wanted to put some focus on what I was trying to achieve outside of the military at that point. So I didn't re-enlist and that was really the starting point for me where one, I, I really started seeing how education could have a value and how I could plug back into that transition back into the community. 
So when you transitioned out of the military, do you feel like that that was a, an easy or a hard thing for you to do? I definitely think it was probably one of the most difficult things I've ever done. You have a very particular mindset in the military. We're focused on achieving the goal no matter what. And that includes whether or not you like the guy standing next to you. Either way, you have to be able to believe that they are going to have your back, even if it means putting their life on the line. And so when you move into the civilian world, it's quite different, right? I have to know my P's and Q's. I have to be able to interact with you. You have to like me for me to be able to get anything done or achieve anything with you. I think that part of it, the social niceties that come along with being in the civilian world, you don't get those put back into you, right? The military is very good at taking them out of you, but when they put you back in the world, they don't reinstill that community focus. And so you get a lot of isolation. I isolated myself. It actually was a veteran program at the university I was attending that helped me start break through those barriers. There was a weekly program that we went to. It was just talking about our experiences and really was a bit of a, that early exposure to community beyond the military service. Somewhere in all of this, and I can't remember exactly when, but you did mention it to me is you had talked about climbing a mountain and that mm -hmm. really fascinated me. Can you tell me about that story? Yeah. So while I was getting my graduate degree, I have a really unique journey that I've been on. In 2015, I got uh, an undergrad, a graduate degree, started three businesses and bought two. And so before I was 30, I owned a half a million dollar restaurant. That's with two locations, 14 employees. We were doing the thing. We did a quarter of a million dollars in sales just in catering alone. So a lot of moving pieces, a lot of engagement with the community. And at the beginning of 2016, a little bit over a year of having owned this, my business partner decided he no longer wanted to be a part of the business. And so he took all of the cash we had on hand and paid off as much debt as he possibly could. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with restaurants, but in a restaurant industry, you run on pretty tight margins. You can see that today, why they're being affected the most is because really they pay month to month for the most part, especially early on in a restaurant's time. And for us, that was really just a devastating blow. I tried to put 80 hours of myself in, went from working about 60 hours in a business, which was still a ton, to 80, 120 hours, really trying to save what I had spent over a year creating and growing. And ultimately, I just couldn't do it. I burnt out. I was overwhelmed and told my business partner, I was like, hey, look, I've been running this thing nonstop. It's, I need you to take it for a week. And in that week, he pissed off all the employees. They all quit. And I was going to have to come back to basically a store by myself and doing just tremendous amount of work. And it wasn't what I wanted to do. So at that point, I was standing in my driveway without a clue of what to do. Incredibly depressed, right? When you have a business that you grow from meager beginnings to something that is making an impact in the community that supports other people's lives it's like your child. It is really, truly something that you put into the world that for the most part didn't exist before. And having that be lost to me, I was sitting there tremendously depressed. I didn't really have a support community at that point yet. I was still getting back into the community as a whole, transitioning back in. And I was staring at my Fiat 500, red little car. And I, I had this intense desire to just get away to get away from it all and move beyond what I had been stuck in in that moment of time. So I opened the car up, I pulled all the seats out, I put a bed 
a dresser, some fans, and I hit the road. And I drove out to the coast, up into Canada. Now in Canada, the roads are black asphalt. There are 16 lanes, eight on each side. And as far as you can see, there are mountain ranges and spruce trees reaching for the sky. And I think the day that I got into Canada, I drove 22 hours straight. And it eventually made my way all the way up as far as the road would carry me till it turned to dirt and ended at the base of a mountain at the very tippy top of Nova Scotia. And, you know, I'm all this way. I still have this intense depression. And I'm like, I didn't come all this way for that mountain to stop me. So I grabbed my bag and I forgot my water because I was like, oh, this would be a quick little up and over. It ended up being much longer than that. I start climbing hand over hand through bushes that are overgrown up and out to the other side of this mountain where the coastline was solid rock and the waves were crashing and it was cold and overcast and it just looked so sullen with ruins spread along the coast. I was trapped in a moment of incredible grief. I traveled all this way, had suffered all this loss and still felt no different, right? What did I just spend all this time doing? If I made it as far as I could go and there was nothing here for me to find. So I turn around and I head back up the mountain. And as I crest the mountain top, the trees opened up, the sun was setting, the ocean was on fire, the mountain ranges were a lit red. And I had this epiphany where I realized that in life you can pursue money and lose everything in an instant, or you can pursue passion. And I knew that my passions were education and entrepreneurship. And so since then, I've been engaging in growing companies, helping other people grow their companies, educating them so that they are empowered to pursue their passions. And, you know, I think that's one of the most important things. If you think about what everybody's facing right now and the loss that people are facing, people are losing jobs, they're losing their businesses. A lot of them are facing the same thing that you did. So hopefully, you know, us talking today will maybe help inspire them a little bit so that maybe they can find their epiphany about what they want to do next and actually clue people into some of the things that are out there that they might not even be aware of. You've really done a lot since you came to Tampa and you have helped things grow. And it's been really amazing to see. Robert, you're a CEO entrepreneur and you love education. And one of the businesses you started was Course Line. And now being the educational director for Catapult Lakeland, tell us why education is so important to you. A lot of it was this pain that I had experienced. So after I lost the business and had a degree, master's degree, I thought I'd get a job. That was about two or three of my businesses were really focusing on identifying what that problem is, why you could go to school and then still not get a job in the marketplace, even though you were educated, had the certifications. CourseLine was kind of the epiphany of all that. We used machine learning to identify what was being taught and what employers were looking for. So in real time, you could see whether or not your curriculum as an education system was meeting that need. At the same time, I had always had this incredible opportunity to see beyond the overall strategy of way things played together, what people were capable of. I'm an ENTP debater. And so part of that is we're strategists. We like to see all the pieces and how they come together. And what I was given was a unique gift to start 
engaging in people's lives to help them be more than what they originally were. And so through that educational concepts, through that one-on-one interaction, through the consulting that I was able to do with them, I've started to really identify what programs inspire you to be more than what you are based on where you're at in your journey, right? Most people are, I have an idea, right? I don't like what I'm doing now. I want to do something else. This kind of excites me. I have no idea how to go from there. And to be truthful, ideas are a dime a dozen. Everyone has ideas. It's that execution piece that really makes the difference. And so a lot of my programs, a lot of the things that I facilitate, Startup Weekend, Startup Bus, they're all about execution. They're not about the idea. We bring a lot of people in like, hey, you have an idea, come here and participate in this. This will help you understand how to execute it. Even if you're not working on your idea, you'll see what it takes to take something from zero to 100 in a short period of time. And then that way you can take those lessons, apply them to what you want to do, and then start really focusing on driving that. After that, after they've launched the idea out into the world, they've taken action on it and they've moved it forward. Then we focus a little bit more on one-on-one programs. That's what you see with Action Zone. That's what you see with co-starters. These nine-week or more programs that really sit down and do a one-on-one dive. That's the basic fundamentals of business. So like a boot camp MBA style where we're bringing in these key concepts that are universal across most 99% of businesses. But then we're also taking time with you as an individual and focusing on what your problems are as you're trying to achieve this business or startup or passion or whatever you're pursuing. So it's very effective at one, giving you a incredible foundation to build on to, and two, understanding how it applies to what you're trying to do. So much further than just, here's something you can work on. Here's a book that you need to do. It's here's the book and let me show you what it means for you. Actually. We're doing everything remote, so I have the book right here with me sitting next to my desk. And that is really exciting for me because it allows me to really do what I'm very effective at, working with you as a person, working at your pain points, identifying what you're trying to achieve, setting those goals, and helping you achieve them. So a lot of that is the whole ecosystem and how you pull everybody in, all the way from those early programs like One Million Cups and Startup Grind, which are just exposing you to entrepreneurship helping you highlight that there are other people in this community that are there with you to the programs that really start helping you execute and grow and scale that concept. Yeah, that's amazing. And we're going to actually talk about each one of those a little bit. I've got a list of them here that I'd like to share some knowledge on, starting with the education and and course align and to what you're doing now with Catapult Lakeland. And I know that you've been getting some publicity and you're making amazing strides there in Lakeland. So what do you do now at Catapult Lakeland as an education director and how are you making an impact there? So when I came to Lakeland, there was this co-working space. It's about 9,000 square feet in the basement of a bank called Catapult. So Catapult Lakeland is a co-working incubator where they bring the community together. The entrepreneurs give them a place where they can work together and help them empower them to be successful. Over the last year, what I've done is launched five programs that help bring the community to that resource to help highlight what they're doing, and that there is a community of people here that can help support you, help you grow. So we've just recently moved into a 38,000 square foot co-working incubator space with a 5,000 square foot commercial kitchen and a 9,000 square foot maker space that will be coming online in the next few months. And then two stories of co-working office spaces, event space that helps the community give a lighthouse 
that showcases that, hey, you're not alone. There's a group of people here. There's a community of people coming together to help support you. And I think it shows no less in a time like we are now. We were working the last few days on putting together a whole list of resources that are available for the community, launching a fund to help support the local entrepreneurs that are getting hit the hardest in this time of recession, if you will, and really helping support the entrepreneurs of Lakeland. That's amazing. I know those things are so popular and so beneficial to the community. And most of them have a veterans program and and they're really just helping people become more successful. And I think most importantly, if giving people a tight knit community of somebody else who's right there with them, that they can just ask a question, ask, how did you do this? How did you get through that problem? And that's what is, I think, helping speed up the process of people becoming successful because they can get knowledge from somebody else and not make the same mistakes. So it's very powerful, very effective. Now, I've got to ask you something that's kind of off topic because you're talking about Lakeland and you go there quite often, I guess now, or I live here now. <laughs> you live there now. Okay. So I saw a picture and it was of a water tower that looked like a birthday cake. Is that really exist there? I have not seen it. Does not mean that it doesn't exist. There's an incredible community of creative entrepreneurs here and they do some really cool things. We have art all throughout the community. It's really cool. It's as if Tampa and St. Pete came together and created a little child, but with its own unique flair and community. They're sandwiched between Orlando and Tampa, the Tampa Bay area, and it's created this really unique personality, right? They want to be their own community. They want to have their own things. They want to be themselves. But at the same time, they're able to benefit from seeing some of these two metropolitans stand up next to them build relationships with a lot of these movers and shakers around them and bring some key things to this community. We have the joinery, which is a food hall style. You have multiple food vendors that just, I mean, we brought vendors from all around the area, Tampa Bay included, and highlighted some of the best food in the area with that. Where we have, of course, have the new maker space and then the new food kitchen in that space. There's not a lot of opportunity anywhere in the country for a commercial kitchen. The clarification for you, a hacker space is typically what you see. It's just people coming together, making stuff with tools. A maker space in our execution is really that opportunity to do small scale manufacturing. Can we get you from idea to small scale manufacturing so that then you can go out and do your own production? We're not really focused on the makers, even though a lot of those makers become manufacturers products. Gotcha. Being, uh, you know, you're talking about the communities and stuff, Tampa, you know, between there and Orlando. So you're kind of in the middle. So you could take the claim to fame to be the glue that ties all these communities together now because it's a long drive between the two, but now they got a place to stop where they can get things done, right? Very much so. And there's not a building like this anywhere in the country. So it's definitely a very unique resource, not only for Lakeland, but for the entire region. Awesome. Awesome. And, well, I think the cake thing is unique too. And the reason that I brought it up is, and, and the reason I think that it probably is real and it does exist is because Publix. I think it's by Publix and they make the best cake ever. So there's why. Yeah. Publix is headquartered here. They actually came out of Lakeland. Yeah. And that water tower that looks like a cake's probably right next to them, right next to their headquarters. <laughs> I believe it. So uh, let's talk about some of the other things that you've been involved in, because I know the knowledge that you have could really benefit veterans. I know some of the things are veteran specific that you've done, and I know some are not, but I think that the more information that people have, the better it is for them, you know, whether it's just the entire community that you're working with or whether it's a a particular veteran group. And since you've done both and have experience in both, that makes it very well-rounded. 
A lot of people were just, I only do this niche. And I think you've really gone beyond that. So I'm just going to kind of talk about some of the ones that you have worked on and so that you can give a little education about what each one is. And then people can be like, oh, no, that's the kind of thing that I really want to do. Absolutely. I'd like to start, I guess we could talk about Operation Startup. That's where we very first met. So what have you done with them? So when I first came to the Tampa Bay area, I really wasn't looking to get involved at all with the entrepreneur community. I was working on a second master's. And the deal with my wife was you can come down here, but you have to sit by the pool and do homework. Well, that lasted about two weeks. Uh, I had been going to a program called One Mini Cups for many years. And what I realized was that in walking distance, there was an opportunity to go to one in Ebor. If you're not familiar with the concept of the bouncy ball, I really love the idea of kind of looking back at your life and seeing the pieces that had to happen in order to end up where you're at. And this is where I stopped doing it for the most part, right? I wasn't supposed to be in Tampa. I wasn't supposed to be leaving the pool. I was supposed to be focused on school, but I ended up going to one mini cups. On top of that, Operation Startup only presented once a year, if that. So the odds already right off the bat that I got to see them was astronomical. What Operation Startup does is they focused at the time on veteran-owned businesses and helping them be successful. Having been an entrepreneur and a veteran, I knew this was a community that I needed to be a part of. So I became an entrepreneur and resident, worked with some of the entrepreneurs there, but really just provided experience, you know, bits of knowledge and wisdom from what I had learned being an entrepreneur. And then in 2017, I went on an event called Startup Bus. If you haven't heard of Startup Bus, that is a three-day bus ride and a two-day pitch contest. But you're not alone. There's eight, nine, ten other buses from all around the country traveling around, making stops at entrepreneur hotbeds, and then you all end up in a destination city where you compete against each other in a pitch contest based on what you've worked on for the last three days on a bus. So that was incredibly eye-opening for me. The realization that I could create something out of nothing, really capture this energy and execute, that's where Course Align was born. This artificial intelligence machine that was built on a bus was really a launching point for me and the end of the community as a whole. And that's really the beginning of this journey of how I started getting into the entrepreneurship at whole with Operation Startup and being a lot more engaged in the tech community here in Tampa. That's awesome. And so Startup Bus was one of the other things that I was going to ask about. So you told me about that one, and that's good. You also mentioned One Million Cups. So that's on my list too. Can you tell me about One Million Cups and what you did there and how it works? Sure. So One Million Cups is this weekly event that happens all around the world where two entrepreneurs come, present what they're working on, and the community gives them feedback. It's this really incredible event that is the safest space for people to share their ideas right? Whether I have this idea, I want your feedback on it To I've been doing this idea and I have a little bit of traction and I'm up and running. They really focus on that early startup idea and concept and how the community can come together around it to support it. What's really powerful about that is you have people who come every week or once a month at the same time because it fits into their schedule and it builds a community around those who are trying to do something and make a difference in their community. Awesome. So yeah, that's a national thing. And that's really good. I know some of these are more local focused, but the national ones are great because then anybody can take advantage of it that happens to be listening no matter what part of the country they're from. So let's see on my list. What about Biz Sprint? Can you talk about that? Sure. 
I had done a few startup weekend-esque kind of things and had really had this concept of we could bring a lot of energy around what entrepreneurs are trying to do, specifically veteran entrepreneurs. A lot of the veterans in the Tampa Bay area that I had the opportunity to work with while I was at Operation Startup had had an idea, done some traction on it, and we're getting hung up on one or two things. My website's not working, or I need this thing to do this, but I can't quite figure it out. So Biz Sprint is almost a reversed hackathon where they come in, these entrepreneurs have their businesses that they've been working on, these veterans that have taken a step into entrepreneurship, and they ask the community for help them with the need. So we brought over 100 community members together from all different ranges, tech backgrounds, business background, marketing background, and we had 10 veteran entrepreneurs present on what they were working on. The community came together and then we did a little bit of a presentation at the end highlighting who had gotten the most traction over that period of time. And then we awarded them with basically a small gift to say thank you for your hard work and we truly appreciate you supporting your veterans. That's a good one too. And is that one something that is still running or was that? That really has evolved into kind of a bigger community event. Techstars does a 54-hour event that's throughout the whole weekend. In Lakeland, I've launched a Startup Weekend. One Million Cups, Startup Grind. These are all international programs that really plugs them into a larger, greater community to help show them that there's more than just uh, what's going on in their little bubble. Okay, so you mentioned the Startup Bus, and then there was also Tampa Bay Startup Week. Can you tell me about that? And is that something that's still ongoing? It is. Uh, So we're actually starting the process of planning this year's event. In 2017, I got involved with them. It was basically, I had done one in Omaha, Nebraska, and I wanted to be a part of the entrepreneur community at whole. And so I just provided some insight to that. And then last year, so I guess it was 18 and 19, I was the education track captain. And that gave me the opportunity to bring some speakers around education and technology that is uh, really changing our education system as a whole. And then this year, we haven't quite decided what we're going to be doing, but I got the opportunity to go to Synapse and help them at their booth and really share what the vision is of Startup Week. Ultimately, the goal is to bring people together from a large variety of industries to help them create organic connections, right? So you have events or speakers that play to tech or fashion or marketing. Really, it's every different industry that's represented in the Tampa Bay area. We're doing events for free and pulling the community together. And from that, you get all these incredible collisions that occur organically that would have never happened otherwise. You know, I feel that being in Tampa, you know, I've lived here for quite a long time since I got out of the military and I have seen it grow so much. And I do feel like that when it comes to businesses starting up, that this is definitely a hub. And all the stuff that you're talking about that you're involved in and all these people that you're bringing together, it's an amazing community. And I just think that, you know, you and I and and all the other people here that have been to like the Synops Summit and things like that, we all feel like it's a great town and a great place for this community to just grow and thrive. And it just seems like it's getting better and better. So I've really been enjoying it. And I know I'm going to continue to enjoy it for as long as possible. Absolutely. Now, the next one here that I want to mention is, I'm kind of uh, torn whether, is this an actual thing or is this you? What is this startup Santa? Sure. As I've been engaging in the entrepreneurship world and helping people start businesses, I picked up this nickname called Startup Santa. 
basically I unwrap gifts of wisdom uh, around <laughs> starting businesses. I've been called a quick start. I've been called a lot of different things, but the one I really shine to is this startup Santa concept. And so I've launched a podcast around it where I interview other entrepreneurs and we talk about their story and how the individuals have impacted their lives and their journey, as well as those they've been able to impact around that and sharing kind of bits of knowledge and wisdom from my background, my experiences on that podcast. Oh, that's awesome. And being a fellow podcast, you know, you love it, you live it. And it's just an amazing group of people there too. What is the name of your podcast in case somebody wants to go check it out? Absolutely. So it's on Spotify and Apple's podcast. So you can find it right on your iPhone. The long and short of it is it's Startup Santa Show. Okay, awesome. So hopefully people, you know, check that out too, if they're into the entrepreneurship and they're going in that direction. And a lot of people are, you know, a lot of people get out of the military, their spouses had to move around everywhere and they've come up with ideas and they're like, you know, I would like to do something and not have to work for somebody else. I've been doing that for my entire life. And so the startup world might just be for them. Absolutely. I think what is really powerful about those stories and those journeys is they really highlight how entrepreneurship can have an impact, no matter whether you're the founder of the company or somebody who's working for another entrepreneur, because ultimately we all work for an entrepreneur at some point in our lives. Yeah, exactly. So we talked about Startup Santa. So wasn't there even a startup cruise? Oh man, I've been trying to get this off the ground for a couple of years now. I think the virus might have just put the nail in the coffin, uh, unless I can really get a deal from one of these cruise lines. But essentially, in 2018, I conducted the route for the Florida route for Startup Bus. And logistically, this was a nightmare. Phenomenal event, really impactful. It changes the lives of the participants. It's the only event that I've seen can take an introvert think about the most nerdiest, techiest person you've ever seen and turn them into a confident individual who's presenting on what they've worked on for the last few days. In three days, you can see that change. And I haven't found any other vehicle that's been able to do that. I highly recommend you take that if you can. The flip side, on the back end of it, it is a nightmare to figure out where you're going to stop. I ended up helping coordinate four of the routes we had a meeting it halfway along the way and merging and do all this really cool things. It was a lot of fun, but a lot of work. On a cruise ship, not only can we create the isolation, create the event, help highlight the people, what they're working on, provide mentorship and support to help them execute, but we also reduce a lot of the logistics. We're not going anywhere. We're still able to create a lot of flexibility. There's a lot of capacity there. All the food you can eat, all the drinks you can have, it's a one price for the whole event, you're not worried about paying for food along the way. So ultimately, it's just a lot less costly for the participant. It is easier to manage and organize for the organization team. And then I run it as a nonprofit. So it helps me facilitate some funds that are made to help people experience those events. So this is one of the items on your to-do list for the future, right? It is. I put a lot of energy into it and I was going to drive it to try to have it for next April. But right now it's all up in the air. Right. I know we have to see where everything goes and when everything gets back to normal, a lot of stuff's been canceled. And like I said at the beginning, the technology is helping us still communicate and be together. But yeah, to actually get out there and do those kind of things. I mean, the bus is on hold, the cruise is on hold. And <laughs> it is. Yeah. So a lot of what I've been focusing on now, other than all of my events have been canceled in Lakeland. So that the only thing I'm currently doing out of all my programs is the co-starter program. We've moved that all online. Uh, so it's all these one-on-ones. And then I've launched personally a local podcast network. So a community of people who are podcasting so we can work together to help monetize each other's shows as well as spread awareness of what we're doing. 
Outstanding. Yeah. You're taking it business online and so it's a very smart move. A lot of people were trying to learn how to do that. Maybe you can also teach them how to do that. So that'd be another I, series in podcasting of how to do something like that. I do a lot of one-on-one consulting. So that's a lot of where that comes into play. So I sit down and I build a, a specific program for you and what you want to do and help you achieve it. Awesome. That's good for people to know too. They may want to be driving business in that direction now, right? So the next thing on my list was a startup grind. Tell me about that. This is one of my favorite events. Startup Grind is the opportunity to have a fireside chat with someone who's already been successful, somebody who has years of experience and success being an entrepreneur or running a program. Our first one in Lakeland was the Director of Creative Services for Publix. 30 plus years of knowledge in the marketing industry, and we got to sit down with him, Tim Cox, and hear his story, hear the nuggets of wisdom he's learned over the years and how he's been successful doing what he's doing. The next one we have postponed is Andy McIntyre. He is a filmmaker of Indie Atlantic Films. And they've done a lot. He's gone from doing personal vacations all the way to now full-scale movies that are being produced and how he's pivoted throughout that journey to really pull out the nuggets of wisdom, how he knew when to pivot, what were the signs he looked for, what are the lessons he learned or what he wish he knew now back when he started. So that sounds very, very interesting. And is the Startup Grind something that you attend in person? Can you do it online? And is it free to attend? Is there a cost to it? So the, all of my events in the idea stage, so this one sits really early on, like One Many Cups is free, Startup Grind is free. So they're free events and you can get a t-shirt if you want to pay for a t-shirt. But the knowledge is there to inspire people, to allow them to ask the questions they have burning in the back of their head about what they need to know to be successful, what they want to do. Awesome. Very, very amazing. So we got a couple left. Next one, you mentioned it once, Techstars Startup Weekend. What is that all about? This is a 54-hour event where you go from idea to business. Everybody comes together. Anyone who has an idea presents it, and then we form teams around that. So we're really particular about the teams. We need somebody who can build the thing, somebody who can sell the thing, somebody who has industry expertise, somebody who can make it look good. And we're really focusing on creating the most opportune potential for being successful in a short amount of time. And so you bring in people with specific skill sets that help them execute. To give you an idea, the last one we did, the idea was children use technology too much and it's hurting their imagination. And what they ended up doing was building a functioning prototype of a tent that had an interchangeable interior. And you would sign up for a subscription that would send you new educational material, a new interior. And so you would put up this new material It had felt things you could play with. And then you'd have a book that you could read about that environment that you were doing. So it was an imagination creation and you could teleport or it was a rocket ship that you could travel to wherever you wanted in these new environments every month to inspire creation in children. And they've actually gone on to get some funding and are starting production of what they're doing. Uh, Obviously, that has also stalled out because of everything with China, but they had incredible explosive growth. And that ultimately is not the goal of Startup Weekend, even though it does happen. Most of it is just giving you that experience of what it's like to form a team of complete strangers, work together to execute on tasks and see how you can work and to take something from nothing to the amount of growth and traction that you're able to create in such a short amount of time. That is a very cool, and I really like uh, the sound of it. And, and it's funny because I do think that kids use technology too much. I don't think they get outside enough. I think they're starting to turn pale. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't let our children. So I have twins. I have a boy and a girl, and we don't let them watch TV. We don't let them watch the devices. They're not quite two yet. 
we are following the pediatrics recommendation that they get one hour at two. And I cannot wait for that one hour so I can just sit down on the couch and hang out with them. But in the meantime, they're running all around, engaging in the world and running out in the backyard and playing on the swing set. So yeah, you know, I love to make sure that mine gets outside too. And I think that being out there in the sun and being physical, it's very important, not just sitting in front of a computer or a TV. Okay. So you mentioned your kids. It made me think about, you were talking about your wife. How does your wife feel about all the startup craziness? Does she ever get to come on the bus or go with you in any of these adventures that you're doing? And and how does that all work out for your family? Sure. I've been married since 2007. And so at this point, and even back then, she knew I was a little bit different than everyone else. And a lot of it had to do with my risk tolerance is really low and I'm engaging a lot of these activities and trying to solve these problems and making an impact in other people's lives through the creation of something new. And she's been incredibly supportive. She has her own full-time career that she's put on pause to raise the children, but a lot of it is she is the emotional rock that I build uh, and feel confident enough to go out into the world and be as engaged as I am. A lot of that's changed when I had the children. This high-risk tolerance went away. It's actually what drove me to get the role of being an education director at a incubator rather than continuing to do consulting and a lot of those other things that tend to be feast or famine, just that kind of nature of the beast with those. Gotcha. So building some stability for your family and very much so. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So, okay, we got one more that I wanted to talk about and that is Action Zone. And I think there's been a couple of things there that you've done. There's one is co-starters, which I have also facilitated with Action Zone. And then there was the effectuation camp. Can you talk about those two things? Absolutely. So the effectuation camp was a program that I started and created for Action Zone. It really is about getting people to understand that they need to talk to their customer to understand what their problems are and how their solution needs to change to meet that need. And then two, it's about getting them confident and being able to talk about what they're working on. We literally say, go out and talk to 10 people about what you want to do. We're really specific about it. I have this methodology called 10 squared. And so you create 10-ish open-ended questions and you engage with 10 people. And then you come back and you look at, were the questions I asked effective? Were they open-ended? Did they allow them to tell them the story? Did they avoid yes or no answers? Because you want to learn a lot from that individual. And then Are these the people that have the pain point? So if no one has the problem, if the questions are good, but no one has the problem, well, you need to change the people. So every 10 stop and kind of make a course correction. By 30, you have pretty good questions. By 60, you have a pretty good idea. Who is your lowest hanging fruit? Even if your idea is good for everyone, there's still people that feel the pain the most that will jump on the opportunity to purchase your product. And those are the ones you're trying to get closest to. Then we parlay that into, okay, now that you know who your customer is or have a pretty good idea of how you're servicing their need, how do you sell them, right? How do you market without really pushing the sales part? Because nobody wants to be sold. And so we look at Simon Sinek and his why story. If you haven't watched it on YouTube, I highly recommend it. But essentially, it's a golden circle where people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And that's the core of what you want to do. So I'm going to back up a little bit and give you an idea of the questions that you can ask to get an idea of what the pain point is really having. So Pete, do you care about what you eat? I certainly do. Tell me about the last meal you had. I'll be honest with you. It was horrible. (laughs) I had donuts this morning for breakfast. So here's the really cool thing about that. Most people stop at the first question. 
Most people don't go beyond that. Yeah, they have my problem. They said they yes, right? Most people just want to affirm, move on, get out of your way and move on with their life. So if you're just asking yes or no questions that don't really allow them to engage, they're not going to. By asking you to tell me a story, to tell me about the last time you experienced the pain point I'm trying to solve, I get a whole lot more information. You eat breakfast. It's got to be fast. It's got to meet the need. You like things that are sweeter, right? Potentially. And then I can ask follow-up questions that kind of dig into that a lot more. But right off the bat, just by a small change in the question, I get a whole lot more information that allows me to be more effective as an entrepreneur. And then on the flip side, now how do I change that? How do I take that knowledge and create it into a message that matters? And so something as simple as we believe, so we join us, right? So it's your why, your how, and your what. It's a good example of this is we believe that food should be enjoyable, quick, and easy. So we create savory, healthy meals. Come join us today for your next favorite meal. That kind of word, it may not be the perfect example for what you're doing, but by starting there, it gives you a foundation that you can grow on top of and execute with, and you'll start engaging with more people. You'll start hearing their stories, and you start executing much more effectively, right? So effectuation weekend as an entrepreneur. That is so amazing. I love it. And I could see just by, you know, that one question, how it could evolve into so many more questions with like, what kind of this or what kind of that or what time of day? And it just kind of keeps rolling, doesn't it? Absolutely. And so by doing that, we prefaced the co-starters program and that opened their eyes up to how they can be more effective as an entrepreneur and how they can engage their potential customers so that they were able to close the deal much sooner and much more effectively. Right. And then that co-starters program that, you know, you and I, I guess, have both done with Action Zone is just going through the process of starting a business to find out whether you really should start a business or not by getting all the correct answers. I've actually never facilitated for Action Zone. Believe it or not, I used to be in West Palm Beach before I lived in Lakeland. So it was a little bit of a hike. So I'd come up for the weekend for the effectuation camp, but didn't do co-starters. I facilitate co-starters for Catapult Lakeland. And so that is our nine-week program where we work with those entrepreneurs. Uh, This cohort, we started with 16 entrepreneurs. I do one-on-one mentorship with them. And really, we dive into the meat. Co-starter is a nine-week program. It takes you through your accounting, what kind of a business you should be, how you engage with the customer, what does your customer look like, what does success look like. And ultimately, 80 to 90% of the value is that cohort of individuals that you're going through this together. Entrepreneurship is the loneliest thing that you will ever do, but it's also the most engaging, most freeing, most empowering thing you will ever do. So finding community of individuals who can help you be successful and support you during those flows, it really helps you be more successful, to be more effective, and to be more engaged as an entrepreneur. Very well said. And so just to clarify for those listening, Co-Starters is actually a national program. So international. No matter, international. So yeah, you can get that wherever you're at. And locally here in Tampa, Action Zone does that for veterans or geared towards veterans. And uh, that was where I got involved with it and facilitated. So What's really cool about Action Zone is the state actually funds it. So it's a no-cost program. I think they charge for food and different things along those lines, a nominal fee. We charge, so we subsidize it through our nonprofit, the Catapult Lakeland is a nonprofit. So it is a subsidized program, but we charge $450 for our members and $600 for non-members to participate in that program. At Action Zone, if you're a veteran or a spouse, 
uh, I think they support more than just veterans. Kind of the ecosystem that veterans live in, they support that. And those participants are able to really benefit from a, a very powerful program that they wouldn't potentially not have access to before. What's really cool for co-starters, Enoch, the founder of it, is just as driven at helping support entrepreneurs, specifically creative ones. So this program was actually designed for creatives and ended up being very effective for entrepreneurs. First time and even second time or third time entrepreneurs understand what they need to at least be aware of in their business. They're working with national sponsorships to help bring this program to communities that are hit the hardest and help work with the entrepreneurs to help them pivot what they're working on. If you go to catapultlakeland.com, the easiest way is probably just to find my public figure on Facebook. I shared a link to a whole list of resources. Co-Starters is on there. The Embark Collective has a whole list of resources. There's some grant funds. There's some loans on there. We've worked basically all these different things that I've been engaging in, and then us as a team have been engaging in. Of course, there's resources coming out, but they're disparate. We've worked to pull all that together and the ones that are making the biggest impact in the community to help share that information out. Excellent. You know, this this is really a great list of things that we went over and talked about to really give anybody who is really kind of just interested in maybe starting something on their own, what they can get involved in, and they can go look it up and learn more about it. But you've given a really pretty good description on everything to give them all a great idea. Outside of all this, would you say going through the military, has that military experience actually helped you in the civilian world with all of these things that you've done? Or is it more like stuff you had to learn outside of the military to help you get where you're at today? Yes. <laughs> so ultimately, I think there's a true foundation that the military provides that most people do not get. It gives you leadership skills. It helps you understanding that execution is key. It doesn't matter what the strategy is. At the end of the day, you have to take that hill. And so that mindset is very effective. Veterans tend to be 60%. It's crazy, the numbers. I think it's close to 60 or 90%. I confuse it with one. More successful as entrepreneurs. Either way, that's a marked improvement over a civilian who's going into being an entrepreneur. And that is because we understand a lot of the things that are needed, a lot of the mindset. We're able to be agile, adapt, and overcome. And then at the flip side, where you see a lot of success is as you transition into the world, understanding that people will not work for you just because you told them to and understanding how you can engage in a community and be a part of that beyond the veteran community. Because I think the veteran community kind of reciprocates a lot of that. I mean, we're just used to it. It's how we existed for many, many years. But getting into those communities beyond an entrepreneurship is one that's very akin to veterans because civilian entrepreneurs understand that you got to just at the end of the day, get shit done. And so you're able to participate in that community much more effectively, or I have found that it's just as welcoming as the veteran community to those who are trying to change the world. Robert, how do you connect with the community outside of the startup world? Or is the startup world your world? I would definitely say the startup entrepreneur, makers, creators, that community is for the most part the world that I engage in. I do do some speaking events and engagements and go out and reach beyond. A lot of what I'm talking about there is how to inspire and engage way beyond those who are in your immediate circle, having an impact in your community, not just engagements, right? There's a lot of one-on-one -on -one interactions that people have, but it's the fact that the matter is if you can make an impact in their life that echoes and ripples into other people's worlds, that's how you change communities. And so a lot of what I do outside of the entrepreneur community is about making an impact beyond yourself. 
Awesome, man. You're pumping me up. See, that's the kind of stuff that we like to hear, you know, helping the community, helping the world. And uh, yeah, you definitely are one of those people. And that's why I definitely was happy to talk to you and share that excitement with everybody. And, and this is a time too, when I think people really need to be pumped up. You know, you've mentioned there's a couple things that we've talked about that you do that have specifically helped veterans. Is there anything else that you're currently doing in that community to help veterans? Sure. And we've started a veteran coffee. So once a month, we'd get together and have coffee. We've suspended that for now. But I specifically have a soft spot for veterans in my heart, especially veteran entrepreneurs. A lot of what I do is bring them into those greater circles. Veteran-focused programs are great. They're a great starting point for vets. But what I try to do is take them beyond those veteran-focused ones into the greater community as a whole so that they can start moving beyond that military experience and really leveraging the skill sets that they have at their ready. Awesome. So for transitioning veterans, and it doesn't have to be startup related, just in general, if they're getting out of the military, what action items list would you give them? Things that they really need to do? Definitely use the benefits that are there for you. Apply for your disability, apply for your GI Bill, go to school, even if it's part-time. And do something that you care about. If you want to learn how to weld, go learn how to weld. Go engage in that thing that excites you, that allows you to find other people beyond the military service, right? If you are a welder and there are a ton of welding associations, go be a part of that. If you are a business or marketing person, go be part of marketing associations. Go beyond what the military had for you and start engaging in the things that you care about. If you're a gamer, go game. If you like cosplay, go cosplay. (laughs) Whatever it is in this world that excites you beyond, go do it. That's awesome, yeah. If people need more motivation like you're given, where can they find you if they want to reach out? Where do you like to be contacted? Absolutely. So I'm on LinkedIn. Definitely connect with me there. It's a massive network. It's over 10,000 connections be a part of that. And then I have a Facebook public figure page. It's just my name, Robert Blackledge. You can find me there. I'm on Instagram and Twitter as well, but mostly I engage on Instagram and Facebook. All right, great. That's awesome. And I want to say, Robert, I really, really appreciate you coming on today. People, you know, need some motivation and positiveness in their life. And I feel you bring that to others. Everywhere I've ever seen you, you have a smile on your face and you're always helping other people. So I wanted to say thank you. It's very much appreciated, and I look forward to seeing what you're going to do next. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. And if you have any questions for me, you can always reach out or email me at robert at entrepreneursmatter.org. hope you've enjoyed this episode. Be sure to keep coming back each week for more great episodes. If you want to talk about something you learned today, if you have questions, or if you would like to be a guest on our podcast, go to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and click on Contact Us. Thank you for listening.